0: That's the author. Mm-hmm. The author is light, period. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yes. You know, the Bible said he's the indescribable light. He's light, period. And that's what we are uh, connected to. Within that light, you know, is love. You can't separate the two. We try to talk about light separate from love, and the two can never be separated. When I was there with the Father and Jesus, Jesus, the light was coming off for him, and it was coming into me. It was coming around me. I felt like when people sometimes say, did he hug you? Everything about him was hugging me. God promises
1: in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring, we equip for that outpouring, so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm
2: Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We are so happy and privileged to have our dear friend, Dean Braxton, with us today. He's the man that we know, and there have been many, but he's the one that, that we know who has had a visit to heaven because he died. He absolutely died for an hour and 45 minutes, and he had an experience in heaven that is going to be something that will change your life as you hear him talk. And today we're going to talk about things that he saw regarding light and darkness. Thanks for joining us today. We're glad that you are with us, and we just encourage you before we get started, if you haven't already done so that you would go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and make sure that you have signed up for our email lists. Uh, We have several different lists that you can choose from that for as much or as little as you want to hear from us. And if you're an intercessor, how you can get connected with our intercessory prayer team and and prayer requests, give us prayer requests. And, And there's just so much on our website that you can participate in and enjoy And we also have feedback there on that page. There's a feedback form, or you can write us an email at feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So stay in touch, and uh, you're just going to enjoy this podcast, but we'd like to hear from you about how the Lord is using this in your life. So we have with us today our dear friend, Dean Braxton. And Dean, thank you so, so, so much for being with us today.
0: Well, thank you. It's an honor to be with you and to be able to um, participate in this global outpouring.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Lord is about to pour out His Spirit in an unprecedented way. What happened on the day of Pentecost in the Book of Acts is just uh, a seed form of what God is about to do. Do I have that right? Did did you see that in in heaven?
0: Oh, yes. Yes, yes. So a whole lot more details than most people think about in that moment. Mm. So...
1: Oh, please tell us. (laughs) Tell us some more.
0: (laughs) You know, one of the things that I I think a lot of times that you read in that moment of second chapter of Acts when, you know, that pouring out on people, especially the 120, I believe it is, you know, one of the things that people don't realize that a lot of those descriptions weren't just um, air or elements. Those were really beings that were being sent from that realm down to this realm and the best way they could describe them is to use things like fire, uh, mighty w- rushing wind. But the reality mm. of them, they were beings that were being ushered in. It would be like um, an entourage going before wow. uh, a great event was going to take place. Ooh. And so that was really one of the things that I experienced when I was with the Father and Jesus in heaven about that outpouring. And any outpouring, there's always going to be an entourage of heavenly beings before the altar. We may feel the wind, we may see the fire, uh, we may even sense it in our body, but the reality of it, God just sent off, you could say, an army, an
1: okay? wow.
0: army of heavenly beings into that moment. You know, we're trying to describe that, or even in Acts, they're trying to describe that really all these heavenly beings showing up at one time. Wow.
2: So <laughs> Ooh, that's uh, yeah. different than we've imagined.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when when you read it now, you'll look at it and you'll think, whoa, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is, this is, and this is. And you'll find parallels with it in the scriptures somewhere else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when he said, I'll pour out my spirit. Remember, he said he poured out his spirit. And so we think, okay, just the Holy Spirit. No, there were a number of things that came along with that. Because you got to remember, God is going to have an entourage. There's just mm-hmm. not going to be God Himself, you know. That would mean Jesus had an entourage. We know that with the whole thing with the garden, whole mm-hmm. thing, you know, when he was in the garden and he said, "My Father will send," you know, what twelve legions of angels, which is really uh, uh, seventy-two thousand angels. Wow! And then people don't realize that wherever God goes, there's going to be an entourage with Him. Mm. You what know, it? oh, <laughs> it's not it. going to be by Himself. <laughs> you know, you know,
2: the King has an entourage. Even when (laughs) Jesus comes back.
0: Remember, it says when Jesus comes back, he's going to come back with an entourage. So most of us don't realize all those events that we hear about God showing up, there's an entourage with him. You know, well, you think about it. I can go one more place. When Jesus was being born, here comes a bunch of angels Mm -hmm. (laughs) talking to shepherds. So there is always an entourage of beings. I call them beings. They're being everything God created them to be, you know. Um, (laughs) And so... So they're showing up in the moment that they're supposed to show up in the, what do you say, the details that they are in that moment. And so what I mean by that, whatever they're supposed to be do, whatever their responsibility is to do, they're doing it at that moment. So on that day of, of Pentecost, you know, there was an entourage that showed up. It wasn't just what people think, mm-hmm. just some wind and some fire and things like that. It was an entourage that showed up on that day. And that's what caused the ruckus throughout the city, not just the speaking in, in other languages, our tongues, as we call it. But just, you know, I keep in my mind, I think about when the uh, a wise men came into Jerusalem looking for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Didn't they have an entourage with them? Oh, yeah. They didn't come by them. We say three wise men. But the reality of it is, if you really do the study, it's more than three people that showed up. It was an entourage. Mm-hmm. It was caused such a stir in the city. Why wouldn't God have that same thing happen when he shows up somewhere? Mm-hmm. So I get excited about yeah. that. So when you ask that question, that opened up that door for me to be able to explain <laughs> <it>. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs>
2: wow.
1: Beautiful.
2: Wow.
0: Wow. let
1: some more questions here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the, the question that has been on my mind as I've been anticipating this interview. Um, Wait a minute. Before I get onto that, I want to, I want to just say something else. We know that you have been involved in a movie project. Yes. And it's called after death and and it's uh, it's been produced by angel studios. The ones who produced the chosen and, and the sound of freedom, they made that one and it's coming up in uh, into the, Theaters October 27th, and you are a part of that. Have you seen the whole movie yourself yet?
0: No, I I haven't seen the whole movie. They're doing a couple of um, previews, um, one in Utah and one in LA. Um, I'm busy those days, so I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, You know, what I found out is I am in that movie. Um, I have a part in that movie. I don't know how big a part or how small a part, Mm -hmm. but I have a part in the movie, which is okay with me. You know, um, my thing is that Jesus is glorified. And that's Uh the main thing that I want. The movie um, really is about people, what they call after death, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is kind of ironic to me. Uh, One of the people in the movie even said, "You're more alive there than you are here."
2: Exactly. You know, you're
0: not dead. You're not dead at all.
2: Right. But you know,
0: (laughs) to get people's attention, we call it after death, and so uh, you know, that's what they called it, and things like that. It it was literally filmed in 2020. You know, and they went through it, and I think the unique part of it though is they did find people that had died and didn't go to heaven; they went to hell. So you got their story too good, in that, wow. you know, which I think is really good. So I would encourage it for anybody to go out and, and see it, not because I'm in the movie, but because I really believe it's going to open the door for a lot of people to start questioning. There is something after this life on this planet. Yeah. For me, I was born again, knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you heard it. I went where Christians are supposed to go. And so majority of the people that I know that are uh, that are in this in this movie they were all Christians they loved the Lord, and so their experience was one that was good. Um, except for the people that didn't know the Lord and their experience was really something that was bad, Yeah, you know? And so I hope that this opens the eyes of many people yes. to start looking, to start searching yes. and to search for the right way, not the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Yes. And he is the only way. There is no other way. So as they go to the movie, I know my friend John Burke, which is in the movie. Uh, he said late, later on him and the guy that uh, Don Piper and him and someone else did more of an extensive movement toward uh, Jesus. What I mean by that is the movie kind of like tries to get people to question. Mm-hmm. And then there's a there's this whole question and answering piece that, come, that can come with it that really is to say, hey, it's about Jesus. Right. And so I was really excited to hear that when John was telling me about it.
2: Oh, I'm glad to yeah. hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Be in prayer, listener. Be in prayer for this movie to make a difference in people's lives, that God will plow the hearts of the people that are going to attend this movie Mm -hmm. and cause them to come to the movie that they didn't even intend to go and see. It's important for people to see this and for their hearts to be prepared. I think that's a really important prayer request that I want to encourage our listeners to pray into for this movie. It comes out October 27th. So regarding my first question, You said something about uh, you're more alive there than you were here on the planet. And my question is, I want to give you the opportunity to describe what you saw based on a scripture. So many times we're asking you questions about what was it like or what did you see? Mm -hmm. Then we might say, well, what's the scripture for backing that up? Mm -hmm, But I mm -hmm. want to give you a scripture to tell us what you saw Mm -hmm. that will help us to understand the scripture better. Because Mm -hmm. I've been thinking more recently, I I think it was Bruce Allen that said, we read the Bible to get to know the author. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I really want us to zoom in on you met the Father and Jesus in heaven. Right, And he showed you lots and lots and lots of things. And you're not even going to tell anything until you get a question about it. Mm -hmm. So so (laughs) I want to give you a scripture so that you can say, here's what I saw about this scripture. So the, the first one that I want to give you is John 1, 4 and 5. In him was life and the life was the light of men. That's verse 4. What did you see in heaven about Jesus that helps us understand that verse? In him was life, and the life was the light of men.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that um, I saw in him, okay, to really understand that life that he's talking about, it has to be mingled with love and not love according to human love, Mm okay? Okay. Uh, this is that agape love we always talk about, but it's even deeper than that. I think we're very short in trying to even explain agape love. Mm-hmm. We may go through 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and say, hey, this is agape love. But I, I see that as, as we're coming way short. I believe we can really experience it more than we can explain it. Mm-hmm. And when it talks about that life that was in Him, you know, which is our life, it's talking about God Almighty, period, Himself, God is infinite. There is no beginning and there is no end. And if you think that that's what resides on the inside of us, along with what resided on the inside of Jesus because of what he did, he became a human being. You know, God Almighty became a human being. That's right. And he died on a cross and paid the price for everybody on the planet. Didn't matter who they are, what they've done. Didn't matter if it was before he did that or after that he paid the price, period. Mm -hmm. You know, the bottom line is to accept what he did. That's the biggest thing. Beforehand, there were people that accepted that this was going to happen. And they got, uh, what do you say, brought into the fold because they accepted. They were anticipating that Jesus Christ was going to die on that cross. And they were going to. So that's life for them. And then there's us afterwards. Oh, boy, this is good news. There's us mm-hmm. afterwards that we get the opportunity now to accept what he did. That's the life he's talking about. That's the love he's talking about. You know, really, there's no way to. Uh, we say pinpointed to just one incident. I like what you said that Bruce Island said, you get to know the author. That's the author. Mm-hmm. The author is light, period. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yes. You know, the Bible said he's the uh, indescribable light. He's light, period. And that's what we are uh, connected to. Within that light, you know, is love. You can't separate the two. We try to talk about light separate from love, and the two can never be separated. When I was there with the Father and Jesus, Jesus, the light was coming off for him, and it was coming into me. It was coming around me. I felt like when people sometimes say, did he hug you? Everything about him was hugging me. Mm -hmm. I went into the light. I was in him, and he was in me. I came to understand that to the fullness because most of us don't realize who resides on the inside of us. You know, we think of it just a little. No, he resides within us. And when I say that, Sharon, I'm not just talking about one little part of your heart. He's in your fingers. Mm-hmm. He's in your toes. He's in your eyes. He's everywhere within your body. That's what light does. It fills up a area. It doesn't just... You know, go in one little corner. I have lights shining on me right now. They're shining on the wall and back of me. They're filling up the room. Think of—oh boy—I get excited about just thinking about it. <laughs> Think about that light and the love filling us to the fullness. Now we have the power because He's given us the power to cut it off. Mm-hmm. I can go over here and cut off one of these lights right now, and I'm cut off a light over there, and it, it can be dark. You know, doesn't mean we're cutting Him out. We're cutting. The light inside of us out. You know, um, one of the things that uh, I'll Mm. share something. (laughs) One of the things when I travel, I can literally now look at people and see light in them and see almost by the brightness of the light through their spirit of where they're at. You know, and there's some dark ones out there, very, Mm. very dark ones. Um, uh, but then there's some that are, I bluish color or a, uh, um, uh, yellowish color are, they're dimmer than they should be. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Because they have dimmed the light that was in them, you know, which always tells me they probably had some type of connection with Jesus at some time in their life. And now they're letting the light dim out, mm-hmm. you know, like it's getting more dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. They're not saving energy. It is one of those lights. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's literally them because of moving away from Jesus. He's the power of that light. So remember, when you talk about that scripture, it's more than just um, light like we know. It's it's love. And someone said, was well, truth. Yeah, truth and love, light comes together. I remember, man, i I remember I described it this way in the book, um, Deep Worship in Heaven.
1: I love that book. Hmm.
0: That when he spoke to me. All of that was coming toward me. It came to me as a light. you know. Mm. Even when he told me, no, it's not your time, go back. It came to me as a light. Mm. Uh, and it's hard to describe in this realm. Um, but the closest I can get, it would be like a, a beam of light just coming directly toward you. Not a small beam, a huge beam of light. And I remember it looked like it was going to engulf me. I was going to be surrounded by this light. And yet it came inside of me. And when it came inside of me... The first thing I felt, the first thing I experienced when that light came inside of me was this overwhelming just love for me, that I'm so loved and I don't care what anybody says, I am loved, period. Mm -hmm. That's the first feeling I could describe. The next feeling that I came was, I need to obey the truth. I need to obey the truth. Not uh, debate it, not have an option with it, but obey the truth. And then the next thing that came was I was so comforted. I had so, uh, you could say peace, but it was past peace. It's that peace past understanding that we read about in Philippians, the fourth chapter. But it didn't engulf me from the outside. It engulfed me from the inside out. And I know I shined brighter because of it. I know that, you know, I know because of that going in through him to me, that I shine brighter. And what he said, which brought that light was, no, it's not your time. Go back.
2: Hmm. That's wow. what he said to
0: me. Wow.
2: <laughs> and that's not <laughs> the <laughs> kind of message you wanted to hear.
0: That's not the kind of message I want to hear, but the way it was delivered and the way it hit me was like, I, the closest I could come is I used to be in the military. I've said this before. I knew how to take orders, Mm. Mm -hmm. but the orders I was taking wasn't a order like, oh my God, why did he do that? It was more like, why wouldn't I do this for him? He did all of this for me. Mm. And I was just so grateful to be able to be chosen by him, to be able to do what I was told, because I know what I felt like he was saying, I need you there more than I need you here. And I felt like, I was being honored by him. And all came through that light. So when, when he talked about the light that was in him and the light that's in us, those are the elements that I can talk about um, with English. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love this. I really believe this is Dean Braxton. That light shines so much out of us that when even when we go into a place, the darkness sees it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when the darkness sees it, it has to flee. Yes. You know? And and I just believe that they just know that they know that they know because darkness and light cannot ring in the same area. Mm-hmm. It just can't,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
0: Um, so I don't see it happening ringing in the same area, you know. Maybe if the light goes dim, then you have darkness. But the but that's what that scripture really was downloaded inside of me, and that's a lot. <laughs> yes, wow. it is.
1: I've, I have a I have a question on on the light. It's like the amount of light that's in you. It's like. Yeah, we we hear believers, you know, they'll walk in and somebody will react. And there those that will react out of the love they'll feel. And there's those that if they're really demon possessed, will maybe go, you know, has a different reaction. But is it the degree of your light, the degree that the reactions that you get from the other side? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. A, A great day. You still have to be, I call it plugged in to the Lord. Uh Uh, You know, my light can go dim if I'm not plugged into him. You know, let me get away from the things that plug me in. There are certain things that I do. Praying is one of them. Reading the word of God is one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Making sure things don't go into my head to corrupt things, Mm -hmm. you know, because you can have all that light coming in, then you have this corruption coming in Mm -hmm. and it's trying to put out the light. And so you got a battle going on in that way, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's a number of things that, Yes. I'm with you, Phil, on that, because the bottom line is that it it wasn't what goes into a man that defiles a man, but what comes out, you know. Mm. And so I'm making sure what comes in is pure. So what comes out is pure.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: The old days, they called it being holy. Yeah. You know, the new days. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know. So I, I hope that answered your question. I got excited about it when you asked that question. Oh, boy, that was so cool. Well, good. Let, let really me just, good.
2: I wanted to clarify a little bit. That So the scripture says, in him was life. Yes. And the life was the light of men. Yes. So you made it very clear that light and love are the same thing. So are yes. light and love and life all the same thing?
0: Yeah. You know, when we talk about life a lot of times, we just think things are alive but they cannot be alive without the light and the love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We say live, but you're not alive unless you have the love. You know, one of the (laughs) things I came to understand is that true death is separation from God. You separate from God, you're dead. Mm -hmm. You know, even Ephesians tells us at one time we were in that way, Mm -hmm. that we were separated from God and we really did. Mm -hmm. You know, even though we may say we're alive, but in the spiritual realm, you're dead. And what's more eternal it's not the temporal realm that's eternal it's the spiritual realm that's eternal so in reality we can't change it because we're so used to it but the reality of it is if you don't have the light you don't have life mm-hmm. and life is literally love and if you don't have love you're dead yeah and where do no. you get true love now we can get human love but human love is conditional you've got to have the pure love which is unconditional Right. You know, uh-huh. and so the reality of because God's going to love you, whether you accept him or not, people don't realize that he's not going to love you because you accept him. Mm-hmm. He's going to love you because he said, for God so loved the world. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. He loved us even before he sent his son down on the planet to die for us. Now, that's mm-hmm. a, a, what do you say, a example of his love, but he loved us beforehand. Yes. And love is to give us life. But, you know, we have to be the people that choose that life. Mm-hmm. And I start out talking about light because to me, you can't separate it. It's mm-hmm. There's no separation in heaven of these things. Right Here mm-hmm. on the planet, we separate, but there there's none. Even John, when he's writing that, if you think about it, he, it's almost like he's talking about one subject, then he comes around and talks about another subject, then he goes back and talks about the other subject because he's trying to get, get you to understand. But in reality, I know he's saying they're all together, Okay, <laughs> you know? For him to even try to separate it's like, uh, how do I do this? This sounds like devil talk. But it, in reality, he's trying to separate something that's not separated.
2: Amen. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Wow. So when you got to heaven, even before you met the Father and Jesus, did you see, like, like, I've heard people describe it, that even the plants are full of life and light and love. Yes, everything. Everything is everything. exuding light. It's exuding love. It's exuding life because there's no such thing as death there.
0: Yes, there's no darkness there either. And that was the thing that really got me. I, I remember coming back and thinking to myself, Ah, I know why there's no darkness in heaven. It's because Jesus and the Father light up everything. They're no. in everything. And so when you're bright and you're shiny, there's no way, like I'm, you know, sitting at this desk right now and underneath it is darkness. Well, if this desk was in heaven, there's no way there would be darkness here because there would be light shining after. So there's no darkness anywhere. There's no dark anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Nothing's dark in heaven. I think, and I maybe have said this before to you. You remember uh, Tiffany that did the stained glass um, windows that you see in churches a lot? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the guy was named Tiffany. I really think he had a, a vision or something of the light. And the best way he could, uh, you know, say that the light shining out of, uh, well, the Father shining out of things was to have those lights and they shine when the light comes from the the sun or something. That's the best way to describe that's what's happening there. There's no darkness at all. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, when when we were camping recently, I was enjoying the the early morning dew, the sunshine on the dew and all these little Mm -hmm. dew drops and i was thinking to ask oh, you i was thinking to ask you was this god's way of giving us just the slightest hint of what it's like in heaven where everything is shining
0: yes it would be mm-hmm. that way and if you think about the different colors that the um dew would have because you know it's be a prison so you wouldn't have just one white light coming through there you have all the rainbow colors coming through there plus colors we don't see that are coming through there also yeah. so yes you know, I always look at those times, um, Sharon, and I said it in the book, "The, the Worship in Heaven." Um, that's the, you know, the time when the the sun comes up. All of even just before this, the, it's getting ready, and all of of life is is giving praise to God. I really believe mm-hmm. in those morning hours that everything that is on the planet gets an opportunity to give God praise at that moment. Even to do, you know, we won't look at to do as being alive. But the do in the sense of um, what it does and how it vibrates, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and, and or whatever it's doing is giving praise to God. Everything at that moment, literally. And I used to remember when I first came out of the hospital, I, I used to wake up early to meet that day almost. I did it for about a month and a half. You know, every morning I would wake up just to, to be able to be with all of creation to tell our father how much we love him. Because I really believe that's what was going on at that moment.
1: Beautiful. As the
0: sun was coming up out over the horizon.
1: Yeah, wow. <laughs> beautiful. And
0: it's the light, you know, everything gets bright because of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just the the sun. Think about, the, you know, the Holy Spirit. Think about the, the sun, S-O-N, and think about the Father. And wow, I get excited just thinking about <laughs> that.
2: Amen. Amen. You know, I'm I'm remembering this, this contrast of, of light and darkness. I'm remembering the first time that we had a chance to have a conversation with you and we were out in a parking lot (laughs) in the hot sun and Philip is holding a box of books for an hour before he Mm -hmm. put it down and we talked for another hour. Um, (laughs) You mentioned something about how you dislike darkness.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Can you elaborate on that for us?
0: Well, I came to understand when I was there with the Father and Jesus, and and when it came to light, like I said, everything was lit up. I came to understand we were created to be in light. We were never created to be in darkness. You know, darkness is temporal, and light is eternal. And mm-hmm. so I came to understand the things that we should, uh, what do you say, honor are the eternal things over the temporal things. And so I I know that we look at the universe and we look at our stars and all those type of things, but the reality of it is all that's going to pass away. Everything's going to pass away that's in dark. Everything is going to be in light. Now, what we have a hard time with is that, you know, the planets we see, uh, we see them in darkness, but they were really created for light.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. You know,
0: and so for us the, the, the even the moon, let's say we see the moon in the daytime. Mm-hmm. It's Even though it's in the daytime, it's, a, it's odd to us because we're used to seeing it at night. Right, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the moon really, it was created, all of the planets were created for light. And there's going to come that time when there is gonna, not going to be darkness. You know, it's said in Revelation 22. It says that, you know, the, the Father and the Son light up everything. Mm-hmm. And that day is going to come, but we were created for light, and I came back with a distaste for dark. Period.
2: Mm-hmm. The night
0: still do, still don't like it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I almost feel like it's a waste of time. Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, I remember when you were here one time. We were we were having a conversation about how everything began. Yes. And how Lucifer, who was the son of the morning, and the one-third of, of all the beings that he deceived into coming with Correct. him. I asked you a question, and I think I understood you to say, that darkness became when God took the light out of oh them. God, yeah. Yes. That there was no darkness before that.
0: There was none. And darkness, it, it, even in the Bible, we go through it, we find out darkness represents a whole bunch of things on the negative side.
2: Yeah, they're all you negative.
0: Know? Not positive, but on the negative side, yeah. you know, though so I, I walked through the valley of death, you know, that mm-hmm. really is darkness, you know, that word can be translated to darkness. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is that darkness was really a containing field for the demonic realm, you know, those that mm-hmm. had rebelled against um, the father. You know, and so it's almost like a prison. And in Jude, it, it mm-hmm. says that. And then also, um, I believe in 2 Peter, it says that, you know, the chains, that mm-hmm. were chains being bound up. And that's what really took place at that time, you know. And so darkness, you know, is not, um, uh, what do you say, represent the good. It represents a darkness, period. It represents badness. And there's a number of scriptures throughout the Bible that point that out. Yeah. And I just I just came to really Dislike it. Mm-hmm. We were not created. You know, to know we were really created for light, not hot sun and burning up and sweating.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> right,
0: right. But to know we were really created for light,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and um, it, it's really something. You know, most bad things are done, except, you know, I should say most bad things used to be done in the dark. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, uh, because people are getting uh, more um, profound with evilness, they do. Um, dark things in the daytime. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Those <laughs> yes. types of things. Yes. But reality of it is, and that just means, again, darkness is used as the opposite. Really, it's evil, um, which is good. And that's what they use, the, the opposite of it is. So in the sense of darkness, I don't like it. I don't like the night. I don't like the thing. I know my friends, they love the universe. They get their telescopes out. They mm-hmm. love, the, they would look at the stars and everything like that. And I, they're going to get that joy in heaven. It's just going to come a different way.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was looking at something just recently. They were they were showing um, the black this black hole and how it had this spiral in it with light was in it. I don't know if you've seen that no. or not. That was really cool. That and they were and they were coming up. The scientists were coming up and saying, "Well, we always figured the black holes were twirling. We just didn't have the evidence of it." And I don't know if it, the black hole was twirling or just the light inside of it was twirling, but mm-hmm. something was mm-hmm. going on, you yeah. know, inside of this black hole that they saw. And and I don't know if you guys can look it up or anybody, but I thought it was really cool. And in fact, the way it was, it was there. Was, there was like a pillar going up like this of light, wow. and then there was a swirl going like that. And I thought, whoa, that is something. You know, (laughs) it
2: it just sounds like the kind of thing God would do. Yes, it does.
0: (laughs) I really, I I don't know what the sign is, to be honest with you. It might be one of those wonders he's talking about that would be in the sky that we'll see. But I know it was a sign. You know, I said, Lord, this is a sign. You're doing something here. Someone's going to come out and tell us what the sign is all about. So,
2: yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reminded, I don't know which way to go. I've got, I've. I've got two things on the same subject uh, uh, that we're talking about. Let's, let's just go to Genesis one. Yes. First of all, on the first day, God said, let there be light. Okay. Correct. He said the light was good. He did not say the dark was good. That's right. He didn't say Mm -hmm. the night was good. He said, he didn't say the day was good. He said the light was good. He saw the light that it was good. Do you have any thoughts on that?
0: You know, um, Again, that darkness I know came about because it was a really was a sale for the demonic realm, and so it was to hold them in so I could understand what everything there would be bad, it would be not good <laughs> at all and you know, then the light the thing that I love about that that most people don't realize is i, I see it where God came and he incorp- incorporated himself his light around this planet to make it for the first four days. We Mm. don't have the sun and the moon coming out until the fourth day. So he literally, the earth was literally made inside of light before the sun and the moon came. Mm. And I think people don't realize that he engulfed the the earth and Mm -hmm. and turned what was in chaos, according to what the scriptures say, Mm -hmm. into um, um, perfection. Because it was perfected. This planet was perfected until um, Adam, you know, messed up and let sin coming into it, which is death, you know, right, and exactly. to the planet. And so, but at that moment, it was perfection. I was in a place where perfection was. I know mm-hmm. what it looks like. I don't have to try to imagine what it looks like. I know exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And there's nothing dying. There's nothing. There's no death. It's so hard to explain that to people on the planet. Because even if I say it looks like the earth, they go out. and You're not even coming close because we have so much death happening. And I don't mm-hmm. mean in a sense of just people dying. I'm talking about plants dying. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Deterioration. None of that is there. No, there's no de- What does it look like? Yeah. And so saying that to you, God literally took this Chaotic world made it a perfect world. And you know, for how long, I don't know. I Mm -hmm. can tell you in the Bible, it's to the third chapter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But however long it was, it was perfect. It was, there was nothing wrong with the planet. And it's hard for us to even grasp that there was that one time this planet didn't have nothing wrong. The good thing about it, it's going to go back to being that way.
1: Amen.
0: You know God's he, we called it a new planet and a new new heaven. Mm-hmm. But God is going to go back and do some things to make this planet back to what it was originally created for. Is that good news or is yeah. that good news? Yes, amen. Wonderful, wonderful news. You know. That's
1: and wonderful.
0: so so that in that time frame when he called the darkness um bad, it was bad. It was bad. It was in you know, even when I left my body to go to be with the Father and Jesus and I went through that dark area I've told you many people about. And I remember, literally, it was filled with de- demonic ground, the demons and things like that. You know, the good thing about it, I knew they couldn't touch me. There's nothing they could do. There's nothing they could do. Hallelujah. They could do nothing there. They could do nothing here. I knew that. You know, that's what it's like. The other thing that really got me is I listened. I could hear them talking about their plans and what they did mm. and how they did things. It was interesting. You know, we call it deception but they don't think they're deceived. They think they have the truth. So, you know, a lot of times when you talk to somebody that's deceived, you think, well, I can reason them into something. Well, you can't reason somebody into something that they believe is the reason already. You know, it's a, you the know, only one that can really get through that is, is Jesus Christ. He did it with Paul. So the reality of it, I say to people, when I went through that, that whole place was holding so many demonic beings it was there was a lot of them, some of them were trapped there they could not re, they could not go back and others were going back and forth um back and forth now I always say that there was a lot, but you got to remember greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world mm-hmm. um, we got more with us than we got against us I mean all kinds of scriptures tell us that so uh, doesn't matter how many of those demonic beings are there we got more.
2: <laughs> amen, <laughs> yeah. amen, and not
0: a little bit more, because only one third of that heavenly realm left. So we got the others. Amen. Is that good news or is that good news?
2: And our Father's probably still creating.
0: At this point, when I was there, what we would call creation, it was mainly us on the planet.
1: Mm. It wasn't
0: so much that the heavenly beings were being created. Oh, okay. It was us on the planet um, because everybody there had been had chose to be there. And I knew that, you know, I was plugged into everything and everything, everything there had already chosen to be there. So if he had created somebody, they had not had that choice of being here or going with Satan. So they were there. But us here, us on the planet, we're being created all the time. And we're given that choice still to be able to choose um, whether to be with Jesus or not, because that choice is a foundation for that place there. And I say that because that's the love. You know that's true love. God loves us so much that He gave us the ability to choose or not choose. Is that mm-hmm. good news? beautiful. Yes. You know, I think people don't realize how how powerful that is. But there, I didn't. There was no one else. I mean, when you get there, you'll see. We could go a little bit farther with us and our responsibility. You know, but we're not stuck there. You know, most people don't realize that. You know, most people think, oh, you go to heaven, you're stuck there. You got to oh. stay there. No, God will still use us in that spiritual realm, even on the planet. You know, that old story of um, uh, it's a wonderful life, you know? Yeah. yeah. And here, and the, I forget, Henry or whatever his name is, the angel comes and, and helps out the guy, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I know it's a far-fetched story, people think about it, but in reality, he will send us down to the planet to do a lot of stuff. We become those heavenly beings a lot of times that people are thinking about in more ways than none. It's like Elijah and Moses when they came and talked to Jesus. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Mount of what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. If you really think about it, they were human beings at one time that were on this planet that went to be with the Father and Jesus. Some people say go to paradise, but in reality paradise means paradise, it means paradise, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It means heaven, really. But the reality of it is, um, and then they were sent back down to talk to Jesus and give him information. And at that time, they were messengers. And if they were messengers, they were angels. And so because the word uh, angel means messenger. And so that's hard for us to grasp sometimes because of our traditional thinking that we have. But in reality, We're still being used very strongly on the planet in many ways. And people don't like to say that because they'll say, ah, you're talking to the dead. You don't know that's a DC. And they're more alive there, like I said earlier, than they are here on the planet. So you get there and you find out that you could be assigned to be reassigned back to the planet to do something on this planet. Hmm. You have it. You know what? The reasons I say that you're more alive there than here, there's no limits to you. Here on the planet, we're so limited because of this flesh. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I, it 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 binds us in so much. And then there's the laws of, of physics on this planet that we are bound to. But there, you're not bound to those parameters any longer. So you're you're you get to experience life the way you're supposed to experience it without the boundaries. And so that's one of the reasons I say that. So when you get there, God can use you in mighty ways that you never thought you could be used on the planet because of the limitations you have here with your own thinking. And that's number one, your own thinking is the biggest thing that gets you on the planet uh, is your own thinking. But the reality of it is that you are there freer to do, freer, hear what the word said, freer to do exactly what God wants you to do with all the abilities that you have that are limited on the planet here. Um, you know, would you have Bruce Allen there? And, you know, he had that translation that mm-hmm. he's talking about. Well, in heaven, people are translated all the time. Sure. No one has mm-hmm. to be taught to. Right.
2: <laughs> right. We're just trying to do on earth as it is in heaven.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. And the bottom line is here on the planet, we we try to get there. We try to learn how to do it and those types of things. But there, you're not even, no one says, this is school over here, how to translate. You just go I'm mm-hmm. not saying anything against Bruce doing it on the planet because I believe that you can have it done. I know I know it's happened to me at least twice where I was moved from one area to another area so quickly. And there's no way I could be in both of those areas at that time. So, you know, that's happened to me before. So I know it's reality. It happens, mm-hmm. you know, but the reality of it is there. No one's teaching you that. You just do it. Why? Because you already can do it. It's already part of you.
1: Mm -hmm. But most of us don't
0: realize it's a part of us. There's a ton of things that are a part of us, but we don't realize it because then we fight with our own thinking process here. So in saying that to you, that's why I say you're more alive there than you're more alive here, you know, but the darkness is evil. I'm telling you right now, it's evil and just the way it is. Um, But we can shine so bright in the darkness that the evil has to leave, you Mm -hmm. know, and I, I found that out, you know, just by having this experience
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow,
0: amen. Amen. Well, you guys I, I, are getting me really talking <laughs> about some things I've never. <laughs> good, good. Good.
2: I got another one for you. And I know we're going on a little bit long, but I, 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 wanted, I want to go back to uh, John 1 and take verse 5. Where we started out with, in him was light, and the light was the light of men. Verse 5 says, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. And in in the the Young's Literal Translation, it says, the darkness perceived it not. The NIV says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The New Living says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Uh, The New American Standard says, the darkness did not grasp it. Legacy Standard Bible says the darkness did not overtake it. Amplified says uh, the darkness did not understand or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it mm, and, is re- wow. and is unreceptive to it. Give us your perspective.
0: I can give you what, what Jesus was talking about, at, that what he was telling me was referring to, is really referring to the Jewish people, because they were the only ones at that time that had the light that they thought they had. You know, the rest of the of uh, the world really didn't know that it was in darkness. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Jewish people, because of the laws, we know that at least knew what was right and was wrong according to God's uh, criteria. And so one was really the light and one was really the darkness. And so they had moved more into the darkness that when the light showed up, they couldn't even comprehend the light that they were supposed to know. Wow. Oh. So that's what was going on in that moment. Now, after that, the light spread and people start grasping it. Even the, the apostles had a hard time with the light. We know that, and especially one of them because he betrayed them. But mm-hmm. the reality of it is that, that that light was really put into that place first. As we know, Jesus said, it came for the children first, the children of Israel first, and then to, to go out. But the reality of it, they couldn't comprehend what was happening. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what was going on there. So that's what he was talking about. John was really, really emphasizing is you guys had to like, it'd be like today. I see it all the time, even with us uh, that we call Gentiles. I see it where something new that God is doing and we can't comprehend it because (laughs) we've gotten stuck into our traditions and our religion. And Mm -hmm. so whether we realize it or not, our religion and our traditions are dark. You know, what happens with religion and and traditions is they don't have life in them, like we talked about earlier. So they're not always um, growing, you know, and and God's not a stale God. You know, we say he's the the same today, you know, yesterday and tomorrow. But the reality of it is just talking about how he approaches things. But God is a God of life. Even heaven is expanding. I always tell Mm -hmm. people, they say, what is it expanding in? I don't know. I can't tell you that. But I can tell you God is God of life, so life is going to expand. Everything I see on the planet, if, if we were to take this building on me and not do anything, the bushes and everything will overwhelm this build, this place because it's mm-hmm. life. And so that's what you got going on there. So you religion, our, our tradition sometimes stagnate life, um, kills it, really. It's like a, what do you call it, a, a, a pool, a water. If it doesn't have something flowing into it, it, it it's to be very... You know, first of all, it's undrinkable, number one. And, you know, so it's not going to and and it can kill, number two, if you think about that. And but the reality of it is you don't have that flow or that flow of life coming into it from a sp- fresh spring or something down, you know, earlier. And so, you know, that's what was going on. And when he was talking about that, the Jewish people at the time were supposed to be the light bearers. They were supposed to take the light of God and share it with all the other nations. And they. Got into their traditions, they got into their their um religion, and all of a sudden they stagnated and became dark.
1: Yeah. You know?
0: And yeah. here comes the light coming on the planet, and they couldn't comprehend it. Yeah. You know? They mm-hmm. couldn't you know that, Sharon and, and Phil. You see it all the time. God is doing some wonder, you know. Uh, holy laughter. Remember when holy laughter mm-hmm. was going out yeah. and everybody thought, oh, this is really of oh, the devil and everything like that? And yet the scriptures talk about it. And, and, and the joy of the Lord and how you're going to laugh and everything like that. Mm. And he even talks about how you're going to have some uncontrollable life because of the joy of the Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, wow. but
0: people took that and they couldn't see it as light. They saw it as darkness because of their traditions and their beliefs. Uh, and they couldn't see it even today. You know, you can come to some people and give them the facts about something, but their traditions and their religion says no. I, I have a person in my life that every time... Um, Something goes up. She says to me, we're Baptists. We don't believe that. We're Baptists. <laughs> we don't believe that. You know what I mean? She doesn't oh, uh, say, we don't believe it because it's not in the Bible. She says, we're Baptists. We don't believe that. Do you understand what I'm talking wow. about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's the darkness, if you think about it. That's darkness. There's no life in that. And mm-hmm. so if light shows up, because it doesn't meet the Baptist requirements, and I'm not getting on Baptist, I'm just telling this one person says this, you know. She can't even see the light. She cannot see the light because the, it doesn't meet the Baptist requirements, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I don't want anybody to get on me and say, "Ding, you're talking bad about Baptists." It doesn't matter. It could be charismatic people, you true. know. It could yeah. be Pentecostals out there. Oh yeah, it could be anybody out there when mm-hmm. they get into their traditions and their um, religion, um, belief system, and they don't they don't care. They just yeah. don't care. And That's then here true. comes the light, and the light comes along, and they they're having a hard time with the light
2: yeah Hmm.
0: i see it all the time and you know what the greatest thing about it is me and you could go somewhere where they they they're supposed to be dark you know like i was in um switzerland and and finland and it's supposed to be pretty non-religious you know what i mean yeah (laughs) in the sense that you know the, the state church is the lutheran church and i'm not getting on lutheran but i'm just telling you the state church is the lutheran church and yet the overwhelming response we got from people i is because i think we show so much light And within that light was a bunch of love. And because of that, they came. And you would say those were dark countries. And yet, in reality, they responded to the light, you know, where religion, if you think about it, think about it. You know, they could not comprehend it. But the people outside that were supposed to be in darkness could comprehend it. Is that something?
2: It's beautiful. Yes. It
0: happened with Jesus, even on the planet, when he walked. You know, the religious people um rejected him. You <laughs> know what true. I mean? And that's but true. the people that came were outside of that. Remember right. that I mean, we got so many stories on that. So that's what it was really Jesus Jesus downloaded that inside of me. You know, that that was talking about the Jewish nation as a whole with their religious belief system. That when that light came in, they, they were blind, they could they were blind. I don't mean blinded by the light, but blind. They could mm-hmm. not even see the light.
2: Yeah, I get it. You know that that just that brings home to me the like we said earlier, maybe we were said it when we were talking about the details that God is in mm-hmm. that he came to be our savior in a time when the religious hierarchy was People that didn't belong there—they were—they—they mm-hmm. they weren't legitimate. Mm-hmm. But there had to be somebody in that office that was dark enough to crucify the Lord of Glory. Yes, yes. Wow. It had—it had to be. And you know, part of the anti-Semitism that is in our in our churches and and in the world it is saying, well, you know, they're just Christ killers, and and it's not. It's not that it it wasn't the common people that did that. It was yeah. somebody who was in a, that position that was there illegitimately. But mm-hmm. there had to be somebody in that position mm-hmm. to do the sacrifice of the King of Glory. He he, he yes. had to be that sacrifice lamb for us. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I I want to just throw off that anti-Semitism that is in the church that people have had this un, wrong understanding. Of you know the the Jews this the Jews that that you know and, yeah. and anti-Semitism that kind of thing, it was planned by our father. I yeah. mean, it was it was allowed by our father that this system of darkness had to be put in all of these traditions and blindness had to come on them so that they would crucify him mm-hmm. and and make life for the rest of us, yeah. make life for all of us, all of us.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that, and that's the that's a blindness or a darkness that, you know, you just talked about, you know, the the scales over the eyes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um the, those things are there, you know, in in the sense God's going to use those things to uh, to advance his kingdom.
2: Absolutely. He, I'm yeah. not
0: going to say he causes those things because he gives right. us the ability uh to but we it, we're going to go in doing something like that, God's going to say, okay, I'm going to do this to to still have my kingdom be advertised or out there in that sense. I don't know how many times in my own life I get an opportunity to, to be in a place um, that you could say people have scales in their eyes and then I say something. And I, I'd be very careful because I want to say what God wants to be saying, not what Dean says. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh boy, that was a, I'll give you a good example. Recently, I was in a in a church and this uh, the the pastor there told me that they saw their husband breathe his last. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I teach the the spirit leaves and then the body dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So what you're watching is the body struggling without the spirit. And I'm in wow. in this church, and I'm thinking, you know, I got to say something, and I say it out loud. I say it in front of everybody because the Holy Spirit says I want you to say it. Sometimes he tells me they're not ready. Don't say something. But in mm-hmm. this case. Afterwards, she comes up to me, says, I knew he wasn't there. I knew he wasn't there. You just confirmed what I knew. But no one had told me that. And I knew my husband wasn't there, even though he breathed his last. I knew he wasn't there. It didn't look like him. It didn't seem like him. I said, Lord, you are so good, you know, because she had that blinders over her eyes. But God showed a light that literally could open up and she saw it and it freed her up. Does that make wow. sense to wow. you? Yes. You yeah. know, God. I, but I didn't know that he was going to do that You know, mm-hmm. uh, at that time, just like when he had me be in that Unitarian um, <laughs> conference. <laughs> yeah. But that lady comes all the way to where you guys are and, ex- mm-hmm. and recommits her life back to the Lord. You know she's serving the Lord to this day.
1: Glory I got, to God. I, got,
0: I was I was in San Pharrell recently, and two of the people that know her go to the same church she go to. Now, and she's Mm -hmm. serving God in a miraculous way. But that was, again, God showing that light and Mm -hmm. she came to it and she was in darkness. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't the darkness like what Jesus was talking about there because, you know, the Jewish people were supposed to be the most enlightened people at the time Mm -hmm. when it came to God's ways. Mm -hmm. And yet they were so dark and they were blind that they couldn't see the light, the true light. Mm
1: -hmm. But, you know,
0: the good thing about it is. God never gave up on him. You know, he That's never true. did. Even when Jesus walked on the planet, he, he, he didn't say, Jesus, now look, these people are too dark. I'm going to have you go over here. Now, people came from, from different the Sumerians and some Gentiles came to him. You know, but the reality of it, he didn't never send them away from, from um, the Jewish people. People That's don't true. realize that all yeah. the way up to the end. He stayed mm-hmm. with it. And even afterwards, he wanted to make sure there was some grounding with them before he spread it out. Is that good news? Is that good news?
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's always been a messianic movement.
0: Yeah. yeah. Always. So, <laughs> is that good news? I'm just excited about that because you think about the day of Pentecost. You know, yes, the entire world got impacted by it. But when that entourage came, it was for the Jewish people first. You yes, know, it was. To, to, to bring them, because all those different Jewish people from all over the world
2: <laughs> were right. there. Right. Mm-hmm. They were all Jewish that were there. Yeah. yeah. All of them, from all and those different nations, they were from all Jewish. All, and
0: then where did they go? They went back to the different nations. Exactly. Yeah. And Got they it. carried the light. They carried yeah. the light, you know. So, yeah. You know, at, least, at least even if people would say, I don't know, but now it's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, be, mm-hmm. It's almost like having social media. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Once uh, it was released, and they went all over the world, it's out there now,
2: so. yep, yep, and it can go faster because of social media.
0: oh man, I, oh. I, that's exciting, ain't it It yeah. sure is,
2: so speaking of media, let's just uh go through the the fact that you have books on your on your website uh, or they can get them through Amazon. I think we even have them in our website. I'm not sure, yeah. um, I know that we sell them. Uh, your, Your book, In Heaven, and Deep Worship in Heaven, and What It Feels Like to Die, and your wife's book.
0: A Woman's Stand
2: a woman stand how she stood and prayed mm-hmm. even though it looked hopeless and she prayed and she wouldn't let anybody in to say anything negative yes. if you're not going to speak life you can't come yeah, <laughs> don't even right. bother to v- visit
0: yeah uh um,
2: at, and i think there's a coloring book as well
0: yeah color you know i i need to There, saying the king yeah and then there's there's also the spanish you know We did it in Spanish. And so um, those are the books. I'm in the process of writing what it was like to meet your family in heaven.
2: Oh, good.
0: Mm. I've been working on that book for a while now, but it's exciting because God is really opening up some things for me. Did you know? Well, I don't know. We have time. I can't go there. Take it.
2: Take it. Take it. (laughs) Take the time.
0: You know, the Jewish community, as people don't realize, really represents so much about heaven. I always tell people it's not a Jewish custom. It's a heavenly custom because most people think of it as a Jewish custom or, you know, but it isn't because what, where they got it from is from heaven. And Mm. yeah, they added some things. Don't get me wrong. But the (laughs) the foundation of everything that they do is from heaven. So if that's the foundation, then that means there's a model in heaven or better yet, the models here, the original is in heaven. And so, one of the things that, that God has done is, is around family. And look at how he did the family for the Jewish, Jewish people. You know, we say Jewish, but we know there were the 12 tribes, you mm-hmm. know, and, and those 12 tribes, we call them tribe, but really they were families. They weren't, mm-hmm. you know. True. So if you think about it, we have Israel, and Israel then has these sons, and, and Joseph's two sons, I mean, were mm-hmm. part of the 12 tribes. And, um, but he has these sons. And now their family, really. And he divides them. Oh, boy, people don't realize this. Each of the families had their own specialties.
2: Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You know, oh, wow. <laughs> we, we know about the Levites because we know they're the priestlyhood and everything like that. But every family had a specialty that they were good in. And that's how heaven is. That's how heaven is. And when we get to heaven, we're going to hook back up with our families and we're going to be able to do the things that we're doing in heaven from a family point of view yes individually but if you really think about it it's going to be a family effort the closest i can come is wow. again going back to the jewish people and how they served in the temple and they served in the temple as families you know in in their in their lot or in their order and their order was always families and so people don't realize it was families that served in the temple and they were lauded, not just men, because some people say it was just men. They were lotted with women and children also. And, you know, oh. so this whole thing about family uh, is really broken down on how God will, how we will socialize in heaven is really found within the nuances of the Jewish community, as I say, in, if you look at the basics. OK, wow, oh, that's
1: that's fascinating. Um, most people don't realize
0: that. So he's given us a model of how he, we're going to do things there. But he used the children of Israel to be the model. Is that cool? Is that cool? That <laughs> yes. is
2: so cool. I want to talk about that some more another time. and And we will. We will. I don't know just when God is going to make the way for us to do that, but we will talk about that some more. This is fascinating. Yes. <laughs> um and I just want to mention again the the movie After Death that is coming out into the theaters October 27th and uh looking forward to seeing what God does there and and praying into this that that God will Plow the hearts of the people that are going to come there, and that he's going to draw people there that weren't expecting to go there. They were thinking they were going to go see something else, and they just have, are drawn yeah. to go yeah. and see this. This uh, after death, maybe maybe they've lost a loved one or, or something, and they want to know more.
0: Yeah, and and Let's they're see. just
2: going to be drawn there. So we're praying into that. Before we go, what is your website? Website, thank you. What is your website? Oh, it's
0: uh, just deanbraxton.com. dot com okay you know, that's that's the website i will tell people to to watch out for our email it's some having some problem it's like oh, okay. uh, we can receive messages but we can't send them out so oh. i'm gonna give a different email just because of the the one we're having we've been trying to fix it technically for about two weeks now but it's ding braxton at msn.com okay so the the email that we have on the website is having technical difficulties that we don't know why, but
2: Mm, okay. (laughs) All right. Well, before we go, would you please pray for our listeners?
0: Father, thank you for each and every person that's listening. Uh, this has been so good. You really, Mm. um, yes, showed yourself strong today and the things that were said, um, everything that was said was to help people move from darkness into light Uh, If there's anyone out there that's in a dark area in their life, uh, even if they don't know it, show the light upon it so that they can literally see the opening, you know, what was going on, and that they can move out of that area by that opening that you showed them. I thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
2: If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.